When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Damn Yankees. Those damn Yankees did it again. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It is Thursday, December 7th, 2023, otherwise known as Pearl Harbor Day. It was this day in 1941, surprise attack at Pearl Harbor. Seems like a long time ago. Wonder how many people have forgotten that. Those damn Yankees. All day yesterday, for the last four days, we're talking about Juan Soto being traded, then being traded to the Yankees. Then it was done, but not confirmed, but totally done. We've got the players. It's some of these selection of players. No, no, now we've got the exact players. Then it's not announced. We got physicals. Then we've got Padres executives going to a dinner. Yankees executives going to the airport. Do you think that trades can't get completed because Yankee executives are on a plane or Padres executives are at a dinner? Like they don't have their phone? What are we in the 80s? All of this talk about how these trades go down and people forgot some of the main things that have to happen. The leaking of players involved in a trade happens prior to letter agreements are signed. It happens prior to medicals being exchanged. And most importantly, it happens prior to commissioner approval. Every trade gets approved by the commissioner. When there's money going back and forth, then there's even a higher level of scrutiny and a level of permission required even before executing a letter of agreement. When two teams agree to a trade but have not signed anything, it is incumbent upon the team that's doing the trading to do one more pass to the other teams who may have been interested in that asset. So when the Yankees give the Padres their last and final, the Padres then can call the Blue Jays. The Padres can call anybody they want and say, these are the guys we'd like from you. If not, Soto is moved. So there are myriad people in the industry who are aware that a Soto trade is coming to a conclusion. From the Padres perspective, as we talked about on the show so many times, not related to the death of their owner, no matter whether he was alive or unfortunately that he's not, the Padres payroll was going to decrease. When you are a GM looking at your team, you are looking for the easiest way to get to the number that your team president told you to get to. You're not looking first and foremost, what is the way that makes our team the best next year? It would be amazing if that's how GMs and presidents did it. We say we do it that way, but what we actually need to do when we get an edict from ownership, we've got to get to that number. 
the best way to cut $30 million off your payroll is to trade a guy making $30 million. Because when you're told that your payroll is going to go down by 30, don't forget that is down not from last year's number. It may be down from what this year's projected number was. Let me explain. When we finish a payroll, when we finish a year, we know what our payroll was for that particular year. We don't calculate it day one. We project it day one. But the reason why you don't know what your full payroll is until the end of the season is your full payroll includes, and forget payroll taxes and benefits, your full payroll includes every player who played one game at the major league level. So every time you bring up a minor leaguer and they play for three days and then get sent back down, that three out of 185, the number of days in a championship season, that's the amount of money they were paid that counts towards your payroll. So it's your 25-man payroll, 26 now, excuse me, 4869. It's your 26-man payroll every day, added up. Then it's the money you pay to injured players. You project how much money will be sitting on your injured list, but you don't know for sure until the end of the year. So at the end of the year, you know what your payroll is. Then you go into the process where your owner says, all right, this is the amount of money that your payroll is going to be next year. The thing is, the players who are signed to contracts have raises in those contracts. Let's pretend that a player signs a four-year $10 million deal, $10 million a year. It is rare that the actual cash is 10, 10, 10, 10. Very often, you'll pay $5 million the first year, $15 million the last year, and then 10 the two middle years. Young players get raises because of arbitration. So if they were playing at $3 million this year, they have to be in the budget next year at four and a half or $5 million. So when you calculate what your payroll is, you are taking all of your players from the prior year and you are plotting in, plugging in what their number will be the next season. You present it to the owner. The owner says, I was just with the CFO. Here's the revenues we have. Your expenses have to be cut by blank. So instead of the payroll last year that was 220, that this year with natural raises would be 250, we want to get down to back to 220. So fans would say, all right, they're not lowering their payroll. They're keeping their payroll the same. That's not how it happens in real life. When your payroll this year was 220 and you want your payroll to be 220 next year, you've got to trade players. You've got to figure out a way to lower your payroll because naturally payrolls go up. So then you look at the players and you look at all the possibilities of how you can get to the number you're supposed to get to. And you could mix and match and get seven different guys out of there. You got your $4 million guy in the bullpen, then you've got the utility guy at $4.9 million, then you've got this guy at two, that guy at eight, and you'll get there. No GMs want to do that. They want to just rip the head off the end of the snake. That's why I was so sure that I told you that Juan Soto was going to get traded by the Padres. That is the way teams operate. And finally yesterday, and with a bonus, the Padres got to get rid of Trent Grisham, 
Now he's a gold glove outfielder. He's a fourth outfielder with the Yankees at $4.9 million. Don't get me started. The, the absolute brilliance of having a $4.9 million utility person, that's the difference between the haves and the have-nots. So the Padres got exactly what they wanted. And I don't mean in players, I mean in payroll relief. If the owner of the Padres, the new control person is smart, he will look at this deal and say, thank you to Preller for getting it done. But then say, by the way, at the end of the day, we traded for Juan Soto, that huge deadline deal just a year and a half ago. And then we traded him away. How did we do? What did we get? Compare to me, the players. Well, they just got Michael King and Drew Thorpe and Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito and Kyle Hishigawa. But you remember that they traded, we went over this maybe, what was it, Coca, two weeks ago when we went through James Wood, Robert Hassel, CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Luke Voigt. Remember we talked about how they were the top prospects now in the Washington system? Nobody going from the Yankees is a true top prospect. They weren't the Yankees' top prospects in a farm system that is mediocre with mostly doses of crappiness. As you know, that is not a criticism of the Yankees. I don't want the number one ranked farm system. I want the ring. But at the end of the day, what the Padres did is they exchanged one set of prospects for another set of prospects. They did get sort of a year and a half of Juan Soto. They made it to the LCS. That was fun. But they didn't exactly have the run with Juan Soto that they wanted. And as you may recall, when Juan Soto was traded to the Padres, the feeling was, oh my God, this lineup. And then they signed Xander Bogarts. And the feeling was, oh my God, Bogarts, Machado, Tatis, Soto. I've never seen a lineup like this. 82 and 80, no playoffs. Yet everybody, now that he is a Yankee, a damn Yankee, Judge, LeMayhew, Rizzo, Stanton, Torres. Oh my God, it's the greatest lineup ever put together. Juan Soto hitting from the left side in Yankee Stadium is going to hit 60 home runs. Judge will hit 60. Stanton will hit 60. You get a car. You get a car. They will be the most prolific offense in the history of offense coming off last season where they were 29th in average and they put the uh in anemic. But I'm bump. That would have been a good one, Coca. Or they put the loss in loser. No, that's not good enough for it. And you may have forgotten where it is, because that'd be funny. Because it's played like <laughs> all right, we got to tell the audience. We have to let them in. I want them to be in on the inside. As part of Metal Arc, Coca has a soundboard that makes various sounds. And we don't really, are, we're not a sound gimmicky show. You know us, we're just business. No, that's not the end of the show. We're just starting, baby. But it turns out that Levitard is big into those soundboard music things as part of their show where something will go on and they'll go, look at me, Louie, or wah, 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 or whatever sounds they make during the course of their show when they're being silly or when they're trying to be serious, whatever the case may be. So yesterday we played the cricket sound and Coca started our pre-production 
meeting, our, which we do every morning. And he started it with this. <laughs> Coca said to me, that's the sound that I like to play every time you say something that you think is funny that no one else will either understand and if they do understand, they won't think it's funny. Which is what he says about my tweets to David P. Sampson, what he says about the jokes that we make on davidsampsonpodcast.com with the great funny merchandise. He likes, if he had his wish, my guess is 10 different times during the course of a live show, he'd hit the same sound. And I don't even know what I just said that wanted, that required that sound. Oh, puts the an anemic. (laughs) (laughs) There's another one. Man, we are getting invested in by Metal Arc Media. I mean, that was only like a three beat drum set, but that's pretty good. We're big time now, Coca. So big time that they sent out a second press release. So the Yankees lineup, it seems good. Everyone's excited. And I'm a little tempered. The reason I'm a little tempered is that if you put Verdugo in left and you put Soto in right and you put Judge in center, I don't like Aaron Judge as a center fielder. It's a lot of wear and tear. Just ask a center fielder. But then you'll tell me he got hurt when he was in right field against the Dodgers. And I'll tell you, freak injuries are freak injuries. I'm talking about use injuries. Use injuries are what you can avoid. Freak injuries, you can never avoid. Up against the wall, toe gone, a month, two months, yikes, that's freak. Judge gets hurt. Then what do you do? Put Grisham in at center? Does that mean Stanton is a full-time DH only? And we know that Stanton likes to be in the outfield. There's no room. But then what? Boone and Cashman will tell you is it's an embarrassment of riches where we can rotate people around during the course of a long 162 game season. I have found in my years that players don't really like being rotated around. They'd like to know that they're in the lineup, sort of Mookie Betts Dodger style, play me at second base every day. That'd be nice. It's not really that. It's not that they play different positions. It's them not knowing in advance what positions they're going to be playing. So I'm excited to watch a lineup that potentially could be that amazing. Except I also know, unlike the NBA, you can't manufacture a playoff appearance in Major League Baseball. Is the lineup any different than when we went into a season with Rendon? Rendon and Otani and Trout? What kind of lineup is that? Turned out to be crap. On the other hand, it could have been better than the Yankees lineup. So why would the Yankees take on 33 roughly million dollars. You're right. Thank you for whispering that in my ear. They took on way more than that. Juan Soto's arbitration number is approximately 30. I'm going to say Otani did 30 million his last year of arbitration. Soto could be in that range. I'm going to say 30, 31, something like that. But where the Yankees are with their payroll is so far over the luxury tax threshold that they are paying a prohibitive tax on top of what they're paying Soto. So my way of looking at it would be to tell my owner, you have the payroll at this if you're signing Soto trading for him and not getting rid of anyone else. Really what you're paying Soto is the 30 plus the 20. He's a $50 million player. Are you willing to do that? Are we ready to write that kind of check? This is how Steinbrenner saying, I'm throwing caution to the wind. I'm going full Georgie Porgy, and I'm 
pushing my chips into the table in an effort to win this year. And Brian and Aaron, I'm doing this for you because I love you, man. And I don't want to have to fire you. But if we don't make the playoffs with this team, with Juan Soto, not only am I going to shake it up at the deadline, but you guys are going to lose your job. I can't hold off anymore. The interesting thing will be for the Yankees is if they're again a regular season juggernaut, but a postseason failure. What will that do to Cashman? What will that do to Boone? You've got Garrett Cole as the number one. You've got Carlos Rodon as the number two, but he's not really a number two. Do you really think Garrett Cole is going to have the same season he had last year? Is he now of the age, the advanced age, where he's going to give you back-to-back Cy Young caliber seasons? He was unhittable last year, healthy all the way through. It's tough to say. So, I've got a wait to see for you. My wait to see is that the Yankees will not win the pennant. They will not make it to the World Series. And why do I say that? Because every team that wins in December loses in October. I was one of them. We've seen the Padres do it. We've seen the Cardinals do it. We've seen almost every team who wins an offseason is not there at the end when it matters. So as good as it feels today, and everyone's making it feel better because there was no action at the winter meetings, so people are starved for something. So this Soto trade was breaking news on CNN for crying out loud. I don't know if it was, but it could have been because everyone needed some sort of something coming out of the winter meetings. I guess leaving Nashville was the impetus to actually get something done. So that'll do it for the damn Yankees. Unless they get Yamamoto, that'd be cool. We'll talk about that. They're in. But Steve Cohn flying to Japan makes it so that my wait to see on Yamamoto is going to come true. That Yamamoto is going to be a Met. I always thought that would be the case. There was another signing yesterday that I have to quickly mention because I was... uh, I was pretty harsh to this player. And here's what I had said about Eduardo Rodriguez. He's a pitcher who signed a five-year, $77 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. He's a pitcher who the Tigers wanted to trade to the Dodgers at the deadline last year. And he's a pitcher who said he didn't want to go to the Dodgers and stayed with the Tigers. And I said, I don't want a player like that on my team. I don't want a player who doesn't want to win, who doesn't want to go somewhere for five months and help him win the way Scherzer did with Texas. (laughs) At the end of the season, Eduardo Rodriguez opted out of his five-year deal with the Tigers. Remember, during the trade deadline, we love Detroit. My family's comfortable here. That was the excuse given for not wanting to go play for a ring. We're comfortable. We're happy. Two months later, he opts out of his contract. And now he has a four-year, $80 million deal with the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Arizona Diamondbacks are a rival of the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Diamondbacks are the reigning National League champions. Eduardo Rodriguez is now the number three starter of a deep rotation, if healthy, Gallon, remember from the playoffs? Merrill Kelly, remember from the playoffs? Remember that rookie? 
That's that's your cue, Coca. Stott. Oh my God, I'm having a moment. He was uh, it fought. Thank you. Remember how good he was? The game three and anyway, Eduardo Rodriguez goes to the Diamondbacks in the same division. Ops out, gives up 49 million, gets 80. So $31 million more, including the possibility that that can go all the way to 100 if the fifth year ends up. It's a fifth-year option. And it can vest, et cetera. I have a question for the Diamondbacks. Did you do your homework? I love that you want to deepen your rotation. Absolutely love the move by the Diamondbacks saying, hey, we want to get the ring, not just make it to the World Series. But is this the person you wanted to invest the money in? Or did you view that when you're looking at Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell, that there was no way to get them at $80 million? The price point for Rodriguez is such that it fit within your budget with the increased revenue you got from making the playoffs. Derek Hall, the president of the Diamondbacks, is way too smart to do something that would interrupt what was a great chemistry on and off the field. Therefore, in homage to Derek, I say the following. Whatever view I had of Eduardo Rodriguez must have been wrong. He must be a team player who wants to win, who's good in the clubhouse, will help chemistry, perform on the field, won't let his teammates down, and will be a piece to get Arizona another step. Derek, I'm counting on you because if he ends up to be a turd and you end up having a worse year, I will be disappointed with this allocation of resources. For him as a family man, Eduardo Rodriguez, you just did right by your family. And Ken Kendrick was your benefactor. So that leaves the next big thing, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani has not made a decision because it would have leaked. I did a show yesterday, Coke, and I wanted to talk to you about this. I went on uh, Sportsnet in Canada. I do that maybe once a week, do a segment, and I love it. I love the percentage of our audience from Canada, the percentage of our orders on davidsampsonpodcast.com for the merch. They happen to have a proclivity for no chance toilet pants merchandise. I like that. It's funny geographically, Coca, when we look at that, that horse hockey has been a huge success as a concept, and it tends to be on the coast. No Chance Toilet Pants is really good up north. And in the middle of the country, there's more of the regular nothing personal diamond logoed merchandise. Whatever you're buying, wherever you're buying it, we appreciate it. Use the holiday codes and stock your stuffing. Stuff your stocking. Did I just say stock your stuffing? All right, wipe it. I mean, if we're going to be live on Max, we got to. Oh, no, we're not. We weren't in that press release. All right. If we're going to be on the DraftKings network. Oh, we what? Yeah. Well, we got to make it clean. All right. Four, eight, six, 69. If you're looking for something to stuff your stocking, you might as well go to davidsampsonpodcast.com. And thank you. And send photos. Someone sent us a photo of the mug that was not broken when it came. Thank you. On the coaster. What a great thing to have on your Hanukkah table. So Shohei Otani hasn't signed. I go on the Blue Jays uh, on this all-Canada show. It's coast to coast. 
je me demande si les personnes qui habitent à Montréal écoutent à moi, mais je ne sais pas. And Toronto radio personalities and Toronto fans are so lathered up. We were in on Soto. We didn't get him. We're in on Otani. If we don't get him, screw that team and the front office because what's our plan C? And all I kept saying to myself is, what? What kind of team do you want to be a fan of where plan A is Otani, plan B is Soto, and then plan C is you're miserable no matter what? How about having some faith in your front office? The Blue Jays signed free agents left and right. Remember George Springer? How about Ryu? Don't remember him? Gausman? Nah, who's that? Guys are signing players all the time. You have great young players in Biggio and Bichette and Guerrero. This is a team that had a bad year, but they were picked early to win the division. It didn't work out. Getting Otani would be nice, but is it nice enough that you're going to go to a $300 million payroll? For any team that signs Otani to a $60 million a year deal, you better have a $300 million payroll because one player, 20% of your payroll, that's already close to the edge of what you can have to be a winning team. So that means the teams are negotiating with Otani and they're negotiating cash flow because you know what's better than paying Otani $60 million today? It's paying him $60 million tomorrow. So maybe their team's saying, hey, Shohei, we want to surround you with the best people. To do that, we can only pay you $20 million this year. We'll defer the other 40 until somebody else has to take care of it. So we're going to be looking at what the cash flow is of an Otani deal, because if someone does it straight, that means they better have a high payroll. And if someone doesn't do it straight, which I believe that no team is going to do it straight, their view is the value of my team is going to go up and up and up with Otani without Otani. And if I've got an accounts payable, if I have a liability that I owe Shohei Otani $300 million and he's not playing for us or he stinks, no problem. The team is worth $2 billion, $2.5 billion. It's really then worth $2.2. Who's going to quibble over a couple hundred million bucks? But I get Shohei Otani today, and that gets me a ring, which feels so good until everyone forgets about it 10 seconds after it happens, and I'm pushing the damn boulder up the hill again. Think about that conveyor belt that we're on as executives. We satisfy a fan base only by winning the title. Then once we win the title, we have to do it again, but we're not going to do it again. We're totally screwed. Then we got to sign players to pretend that we're trying to win it again, and it doesn't work. Then you're pissed, I'm upset, and everyone's worried about jobs. So there are going to be some people disappointed when Otani doesn't sign with them because he's not going to sign with the Cubs and the Blue Jays and the Dodgers and the Angels and the Giants. There's only one Otani. My Aunt Fritzy used to say, you can't be in two places with one tuchus. That is true. She would tell me that when I was doing my crazy schedule, going everywhere. David, you're going to run yourself ragged and get sick. She may have been right, actually. Hold on one second. I need to sneeze and cough and I have a sore throat. I'm just kidding, Aunt Fritzy. Although there's no way she's listening to this. Unless there's some stuff going on that we can't dream of in our philosophy. All right, Coca. We're going to take a break. We come back. 
we are reviewing my number one movie of all time, which was randomly generated between one and 100, because for 100 weeks in a row, yes, that's how long our deal is with Metal Arc, we are going to review one of my top 100 every single Thursday and then randomly choose the next one. Last week, it was Inception, as you recall. This week, it's Fearless. We'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson and Matt Coca. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing for all the minutes that you listen to on whatever Spotify, Apple, mostly Apple. Can't tell exactly what was going on on Spotify. Not my problem. We're just appreciative of you every day. 8 a.m. live. So I keep a list of a top 100. If you're new to the show, you may not know that. But I watch a movie every day. And every time I watch a movie, I decide, does that movie go into my top 100? Sometimes I'll just think about it and I'll mechanic, not mechanically, with I'll use a pen and I will write down the name of the movie on the typewritten list of the top 100 that I have with me, or I'll put it in my phone as notes, and then I'll consider changing the top 100. There's something that hasn't changed since 1991, and that's a Jeff Bridges, Isabella Rossellini, Rosie Perez, John Turturro, Tom Hulse movie about people who survive a plane crash and what it does to the family, what it does to the survivors the survivor guilt, the nightmare of the crash itself, directed by the man Peter Weir who directed The Truman Show and Dead Poets Society. This is a movie that, it's simply been my number one movie because, A, because there's been a plane crash in my family's history where I sadly lost my aunt and uncle uh, in 1994 in a plane crash. But that is not, the only reason it's number one. The reason why it's my permanent number one is you know me and you know that I crave connection. I crave to feel something, anything. There's never been a movie I've seen since Fearless and not Jet Li's Fearless. It's Jeff Bridges. 
There's never been a movie that made me feel more. Grand Canyon's close, but never a movie that made me feel more than Fearless, where you think to yourself, you are fearless, that nothing will happen to you, and then something does. Nothing will happen to your family, and then something does. The impact it has. Benicio Del Toro is in this movie. If you've never watched it, I ask you, please do. All right, we have a number generator. One to 100. You see the one there because last week we did the generator and it, it hit one and that was fearless. I'm now going to press it live on the air. Here I go. What do we got? 16. What is 16, Coca? Fletch. Yes. I get to watch Fletch this week. I've watched Fletch, Fletch 50 times. That's, that's John Cocktoaston. That's Dr. Rosenrosen. Hey, can I borrow your towel? My car just got hit by a water buffalo. Hey, you're not recording this, are you? Who, me? No, me, never, never. Hi, Ted Nugent. It's Fletch, it's all ball bearings. Yes. I can't believe how lucky we are. All right, I'll review that next Thursday. All right, do we need to go to break? Let's go to break. And when we come back, wait, we did go to break. God damn, hold on. Hi, I'm David Sampson. I got to tell you a story of a man named Amit, who was a very not lovely man. Did you see what happened in Jacksonville? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Their president's name is Mark Lamping. Their COO's name is Chad Johnson. I worked with Chad Johnson. I've worked with Mark Lamping. Chad Johnson was actually with the Marlins. Mark Lamping was with the Cardinals when I was with the Marlins and Expos. Hi, Mark. Good to see you again. Yeah, we're both still around. Interesting. Well, the Jaguars had a problem, and now it's public. And it's embarrassing. Chad? I apologize for what I'm about to say, but here it goes. You had an employee who stole $22 million from you. $22 million. This criminal was siphoning money from a program that he was put in charge of. The facts are the facts, which are that whatever his title was, he was manager of financial planning and analysis. He was the sole overseer. Let me start with that description of anyone in your company. When you've got someone dealing with money or anything in finance, there's one word you do not use in the job description. Soul. You've got to have checks and balances. There's no such thing as a sole overseer. Anyway, the sole overseer of the Jaguars virtual credit card program, where virtually you can siphon money off, make up transactions, buy yourself a Tesla, a condo, some cryptocurrency, go on a few trips, have some fun, charter some private jets, all for $22 million and no one catches you. How exactly is that possible that people in your finance department do not have checks 
and balances. Our CFO, we had a treasurer. We had people in accounts, payable, receivable. We had to do true-ups for bank accounts, for credit cards, expenses. We had people who had to approve expenses, check expenses. Then we had people who had to look at all bills going out according to the contracts, what revenue is coming in, where are the discrepancies? Who's not paying? Who's paying? Now, there are people who we had to fire, I had to fire for fraud. They were stealing money in my mind, but not like this. When you take something that's given to you for free and are told you can't sell it and then you sell it, not good. When you get players to sign stuff and then you sell it, not good. Violation of the employee handbook. By the way, spoiler alert, you better work for a company that has an employee handbook. In any case, those types of frauds you catch when you can. You hope that there are people who, when they get a signed ball, will do what's right and not sell it. When they get playoff tickets, they will not sell it. You hope. But that's a hell of a lot different than having a season ticket holder who puts $5,000 into an account, and then you look around and the $5,000 has been gone. And you may say to me, that's not exactly similar to what happened here. These were virtual credit cards. These weren't actual people. He wasn't stealing from a person. He was making up transactions, recharacterizing transactions. He was stealing money that if there were any type of financial oversight, he would have been caught. And now he has been caught. And what is the result? He is going to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. This is not a civil suit. But the Jaguars, if they're smart, will file a civil suit because they want to try to recoup some of the money. Guess what? They have the same chance of recouping the money as the people did in Dumb and Dumber when all Jim Carrey gave with Jeff Daniels was a brief case of receipts, including the one for the Lamborghini. You may want to keep that one. Remember that scene, Dumb and Dumber? Do you not remember that movie? Anyone? This is when I miss the studio audience. I can't see anybody's reaction. I think we got to go on the road, Coca. I think it'd be great if we did a show. And then you and I could finally test the truth of whether or not when I say something that I think is funny, that you think is not. If people in the audience are crickets, then you're right. People in the audience are smiling like they're amused, maybe even guffawing, then I'm right. So anyway, the Jaguars are going to sue. But what the state does, because this is a district of Florida, it's the U.S. attorney, FBI is involved, federal charges it should be, because there's definitely some interstate commerce going on. They want him in jail. The Jaguars want him in jail. And he should be in jail. I'm not going to give you a wait to see. This will not be a settlement. This will not be a plea. The only way that Amit Patel pleads is if he agrees to jail time, maybe five years instead of 10, and his lawyer says, hey, you're screwed. Because what exactly excuse does he have for all the assets that he has when he was making 80,000 bucks a year, roughly? Team president and COO have a problem here because if I'm the owner of the team where this happens, 
uh, I once told our owner this, that if we got caught or if something happened, I would have to take the fall for it and I would resign or I would expect you to fire me. I'd resign right before you fired me. Because while a president can say, oh, how would I, how would I know that? I have no way of knowing that. That's not an excuse. Your job is to know. And if you don't know, your job is to say you should have known. And then you take the fall for that. It is absolutely inexcusable. We've talked about owners having plausible deniability about their workplace uh, situation, their workplace environment. Mark Cuban, I had no idea. Everything looked good to me from the clubhouse. That's all I ever did. Went from my parking spot to my locker in the clubhouse, to the bench, to the locker room, to my car. How the hell would I know if people are getting sexually harassed? Adam Silver said, oh, that makes a total lot of sense. Snyder different. He wanted a calendar. You just oversaw an organization that was sick. So I guess that as a president, you can say, hey, I don't know anything. And the owner can say, you know what? Mia Culpa, you're good. Same thing for the COO. What about the person who's the direct report for Patel? There's no accountability. Rogue, a rogue employee. You can't have rogue employees when you run a business. That's why you've got supervisors, reviews. That's why you have random financial checks. We used to do this where every once in a while you walk into the CFO's office, hey, can you show me the accounting of the last four transactions from that person? And then they do it. And then you check it. And then you go what your bank account is, what your balance is, what your inflow is, what your outflow is. Other words, what you do for your personal life. Do you think you would know if someone were using your credit card for an extra 22 million? Or let's put it in perspective. If you have a credit card limit of $5,000, do you think that you would know if there were a mysterious $50 charge on it? You bet your bippy you would because you pay attention. Do you think you'd know if your bank account were missing money? Oh, it's only a dollar at a time. I didn't even notice. Who among us does not keep track using a calculator? The reason I'm worked up, Coca, is that I cannot believe a professional team or any business had this happen to them. And I feel for Chad, and I don't feel for Mark. And something's got to change, and something will. And this guy better get used to some soap and some rope. Nothing personal pick of the day. Did you have the Heat versus the Raptors? I hope you did. Coca, did you? Did you fade me? Because you shouldn't be. 184 and 175, the Heat plus three was a winner. The Heat won the game outright. We've got NFL tonight and the in-season tournament semifinals. 5 p.m. Eastern, you've got the Pacers and the Bucks, And then eight, is it 8 p.m. or 9 p.m.? It may be 9 p.m. Eastern, you've got the, Pace, the uh, Lakers and the Pelicans. LeBron James is in Vegas right now scoping out Henderson or various other places where he wants to live once he has an expansion team. It's perfect timing for all the leaking that's going on where Fenway Sports Group, which LeBron is an investor in, is looking to bring an expansion team to Vegas. Everything's been perfect about the in-season tournament. I've been hugely complimentary about it. And then as the NBA descends on Vegas and the players of the four teams are super happy, even Giannis, there was a mass shooting yesterday in Vegas on the campus UNLV, which is right next to the strip. If you've ever been to Vegas, 
causing the students and faculty and lockdown. And of course, the absolute incel wimp who did it is dead. LeBron James was forced to make a comment about it. He wants it to be his adopted home. He wants it to be his city. He wants a team there. So of course, he's going to comment on it. And he said all the right things, which he does. And what struck me, wait, the gunman was a professor? I can't even, Coca. I'm still going to say that that would be a, uh, that would be an incel. This was a professor who had unsuccessfully want, sought a job at UNLV. All right. This, I just hear him hearing this live. One second here. When I'm interviewing people for jobs, it never once, never once in 18 years running that team and in years prior and post, never once have I thought that if I didn't hire someone that I would be at risk of that person returning to the interviewer and doing a mass shooting. Maybe I'm just naive. Is that what HR departments have to think about now? Do you think that's going to be good for the rest of us who will interview and go on LinkedIn where people hiring need to be concerned that someone's going to come back? You know, we've heard about postal workers. Hey, people going postal. Sully's the name of postal workers. A few bad apples ruins an entire crop of great, juicy, delicious. So obviously not everyone who interviews for a job comes back and does this, but man, it's a good way for the NBA to get separation because they get to say, hey, this isn't a crazy person. This just happens to be not the city's fault. This is just a bad situation that happens to be in Vegas. So we're still good. Here's the plan. Let's play our games. We're not going to, the NBA, it, it's got to be racially related for the NBA to not play. So, and I'm saying that should, should be what happened. Mass shooting, eh. mass shooting where there's games going on. It's a professor who didn't get a job. Here's what I think we should do. Everything is scheduled, including all the in-game entertainment, all the great sort of ancillary stuff and the brouhaha. But we'll bow our heads in a moment of silence. Moment of silence is the ultimate elixir that's used by teams to acknowledge bad stuff, but to say, hey, we're going to keep going. So I expect that'll be what happens. All right, let's make some picks because I'm going to watch. You know I'm going to watch the games. First, Pacers Bucks. Did you watch the Pacers? Are you aware of this player named Halliburton? Do you know that when the Bucks beat the Knicks to make it to the semis, that they shot 69% or was it 96%? Not going to happen again. I think the Bucks could win the game. Pacers are really good. I'm taking the points. Pacers plus four and a half versus the Bucks. LeBron, he wants to win this tournament. I underestimated how much he wants to win this tournament. And given that full underestimation, I have him beating the Pelicans. And they only have to win by two. So Lakers one and a half over the Pelicans. Pacers plus four and a half against the Bucks. And for those of you who don't want to watch the basketball, watch the football. You've got the best game of the year. This is the dream Amazon matchup. They've been waiting and waiting and they got it. It's the Pats and the Steelers. Yes, it's going to be a scoring bonanza. You're talking about the two best offenses and the two worst defenses in the entire National Football League. 
this matchup, I figured the over-under would be somewhere around 96.6. And then when I looked and the over-under was 30.5, I said, my God, what an easy bet. So we're taking the under. There's a chance this is going to be a 6-3 game, folks. This is Iowa-type football. Pat Steelers under 30 and a half. All right, that's our show. Any 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 sound you want to make for the end of the show? Anything you want to press in your new toy? Nothing? You just want me to dismount? All right, fine. We'll be back tomorrow live, 8 a.m. Of course we will. It's just business. This is nothing personal.